Welcome to the ANA Podcast, Sports Talk, with your hosts, Anthony Cortez and Alex Ashley. Hey, what's up, and welcome to the AA Sports Show. I am Anthony Cortez. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. I'm Alex Ashley. And this is episode three. Number three. What was the language? Oh, I did it just English this time. Uh, okay, just English. Just English <laughs> Nothing fancy. We'll mix it up sometimes. You never know what you're going to get. Never know, yeah. Like a, life is like a box of chocolates, isn't that right? Yeah, it sounds like that. Yeah. Uh, so welcome to episode three. Technically episode two, uh, after our introduction episode, which hopefully you've heard already. If you haven't heard that already, and if you are joining us for the first time, thank you so much for giving us your time and your ears. Uh, we're two good friends. Um... Just to give you a little background on us, we're two good friends uh, who met a while back, back in about 14 or 15, 2014, 2015, somewhere around there, uh, working together at a hotel that shall not be named, and uh, we no longer work there for for reasons. But um, Good reasons. For good reasons, <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, we have uh, kept in touch along the years because uh, we hit it off immediately when we met, and uh, we both realized, dude, we love talking about sports. Mm-hmm. Um I came up with this idea of starting a podcast and uh, late last year, early last year, no, middle last year or something like that. And I pitched, that, I pitched it to Alex and uh, he got on board and we're rocking and rolling now. So thanks so much for giving us your time. Uh, the way it works is we're basically going to come at you every week with um, hopefully six topics to talk about in the sports world. We're going to try to vary it up. We're not going to try to give you too much of one certain sport or one certain subject or anything like that try to vary it up and try to go even you know deeper so to speak as far as subject wise is concerned so um yeah that's what we're doing thanks so much again for joining us if you're still with us (laughs) uh let's get into it we um right out of the gate here we do we are going to have a mail we are going to have an email set up uh it's going to be double a sports show at Mm gmail.com that's double spelled out one a sports show at gmail.com you know, I realize that might be a little uh, confusing out there for some of you, or that might seem a little confusing, but I just want to put it out there that that's all that was available when I was setting it up, so <laughs> <laughs> just in case it ever comes up in hate mail or something, all right. you know, so yeah. that's all that was available, so leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's doubleasportshow at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up with any comments you have, any feedback, let us know how we're doing, let us know if we suck. Please let us know if we suck. Uh, you know, you're not going to hurt our feelings because we're, we're just going to keep doing this. Yep. Um, but yeah, let us know how we're doing. Let us know if you have, uh, if we say something that triggers something else in your mind that you uh, you want to send as like a possible topic for one uh, for a future episode. We'd be totally down for that. So, uh, but just in general, let us know your thoughts. We hope uh, we hope a lot of our friends and uh, hope a lot of we hope we hope we really wish a lot of new friends. Mm-hmm. Can't talk right now. I'm starting a podcast. Whatever. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Uh, first topic of the day is going to be... Uh, so we started a, a segment called Lessons Learned in Sports, which is a biggie that we both just agree on in general as far as like when you sign up to play athletic sports, you're going to learn lessons along the way. And in life, really, in general, you're going to learn lessons along the way because that's part of life. You just naturally learn. You live and learn. Um, so for this one... We're going to take it back a little bit, but we're going to concentrate on winning and losing. Um, we're going to, And the reason I say we're going to take it back a little bit is we're going to take it back to the Super Bowl era. Um, <laughs> the Super Bowl era? Super Bowl era. <laughs> <laughs> the Super Bowl timeline. Got it. Uh, uh, Tom Brady losing the Super Bowl to Nick Foles, who is a backup QB for Carson Wentz, who we all know went down. Um, Foles played at Westlake. Did you know that? Up in Austin? I did not know that. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So did Drew Brees, as a matter of fact. He's like a B-team backup this freshman year or something like that. And he just won the Super Bowl. Not too long ago, at least. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Right? Crazy. But anyways, we're going to get into a little bit of uh, so why we think the difference between losing and, or winning and losing is a big deal. Um, I, you want to get into a little bit? Sure. Um, so the thing about winning and losing is, is one of those lessons that I think are extraordinarily important in life. Um, there are a few psychologists that I've, I've been reading um, some of their work about winning and losing. Um, 
and one that I found very interesting is a gentleman named, uh, he's a professor named Ian Robertson, uh, Trinity College in Dublin. He said, winning probably is the single most important thing in shaping people's lives. Uh, he goes on to say that all species have hierarchies um, and that your position in that hierarchy determines your health, your mental functions, your mood, things like that. And so a lot of times we tend to associate winning with being successful. Uh, you know, the whole win some, lose some kind of a deal. Um, so the thing I found very interesting about that, though, is, is I'll be that maybe tr true. Some parts of that are true. I think that you almost learn just as much from losing as you do from winning. Um, Greg Popovich has a great example or great speech when he says when he's talking about that. He says, you know, you can learn just as much from winning as you can from losing. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, but one of the big things that I wanted to look at and that we were we were talking about when winning and losing is how you handle yourself after each one of those two. And the reason that we're going back to the Super Bowl is because both quarterbacks in that game, I think, conducted themselves extraordinarily well after the Super Bowl in their respective ways. Tom Brady losing, Nick Foles winning. Absolutely. Um, I want to read a little bit about what Tom Brady said. Um, he said, it's taken, us a, it's taken me a few days to reflect on our Super Bowl loss as well as our great season our team had. Uh, there are many emotions when you come up short of your goal, and they are all part of learning and growing in this journey of life. Learning things every day, learning turns everything into a positive. And the number one feeling I've had for the past four days is gratitude. Gratitude to my teammates for the incredible effort they've given all season, regardless of the challenges we faced. Gratitude to my coaches for the effort and sacrifice they made to put the players, put us players in the best position to win. Gratitude to the NEP organization for supporting us on our every challenge and difficult journey. Gratitude for the Philadelphia Eagles team and the organization for bringing the best out of us and being gracious winners, as well as congratulating on winning the champ, as well as congratulating Congratulations on winning the championship. Uh, gratitude to our fans who showed up every week to cheer us on and commit their time and energy and love and support to what our goals are. And gratitude to my family and friends who continue to love and support my dreams. Thank you all. I love you all. Best, Tom. And I thought that was an extraordinarily classy move from somebody who could have been very, very upset for the position that he's in. I mean, if you look at it, he lost to a backup quarterback in the Super Bowl to a team that had never won the Super Bowl before. Yeah. Their number one quarterback, probably the best one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now was down all like half of the season and he came in and he did work. Yeah. I mean, he did work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he came out on top over Tom Brady and the new England Patriots. That's a feat. Very few. I mean, I'm a huge Falcons fan and we were up by a dick ton of points and then lost by a dick ton of points. <laughs> you know, I was, convinced I was convinced too. Well, okay. It's funny though. Cause I was sitting there and somebody <laughs> like somebody came over and was like, Oh, are you so excited to win? Like, are you so excited? Your team's winning. I was like, don't say that. Go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing the Patriots. Don't say that. We're playing fucking Tom Brady. Yeah, that's not how this game works. <laughs> There's still a lot of time left, and those are the New England Patriots. So again, Tom conducted himself in an extraordinarily well way. And again, the thing that I really want to point out is when he said, um, "And there are, and and they are all part of learning and growing in this journey of life." And I think there's a whole lot of value in that. Learning yeah. to lose, learning to win. Those are extraordinarily important things yeah. when you're developing as a human, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't mean to interrupt your thought. No, go ahead, please. But, so the one thing I just want to add to that before we get into, before I get into what, uh, how Foles handled the situation is, I don't, I don't want this to sound like, oh, Tom Brady, you know, whatever, whatever. But for him to handle it that way, when he's been there before, everybody says, act like you've been there before. Mm -hmm. And he's been there before. Mm -hmm. And he did exactly that, in my opinion. He did, you know. Oh, yeah. He's won a Super Bowl before. He has, we should probably lift this up, but how many, how many Super Bowls does he have? Four, four or five. Four or five? Four. Something like that. But he's, regardless, he's been there before, and he's won before, mm -hmm. and he's lost before. Right. So, for him to handle the situation, like the way he did... I just think says a lot about his character. Yeah, And it absolutely. goes back to what I said in the previous episode, if you, if hopefully you've heard it by now, but like what makes a good captain, we talked about in a previous episode, I said leadership and uh, character-wise. Like what type, and we got into a little bit of what the, in the NFL draft, like what kind of character do you want in your locker room? Right. And so that, that's pretty much what I have to say about it. Yeah. I just think it speaks a lot to his character that, you know, he's been there before and he's, he's, 
he's done both before. He's mm-hmm. won and lost it before. So yeah. for him to handle it the way he did well, speaks tons to his character. And the thing that I like about what he said is the whole learning turns everything into a positive, which is a lot like what Coach Pop was talking about. Yeah. In every situation, you can learn something from it, good, bad, ugly, whatever the case is. But he, I think Tom has an innate ability to reflect on situations, study the situation, figure out the pros and the cons, and then move forward from there, which is a huge thing to be able to do in life. You know what I'm saying? When it knocks you on your ass, you got to be able to get back up, figure out what worked, figure out what didn't work, and then get back out there and do it again. Yeah. You know? But anyway, so what? I don't remember. What did the... So Foles basically was the big thing that jumped out to me was um, so he did a press conference after the game or whatever and um, the reporters that asked him uh, or one specific reporter had asked him you know what he what he wanted fans to take away from his journey and he basically had a few quotes that he said but uh, to sum it up or I'll just read the quotes really there's a couple of highlights yeah I think the big thing is don't be afraid to fail in our in our side of today you know Twitter Instagram Twitter it's a highlight reel. It's all the good things. And when you look at it, you think, like, wow. When you have a rough day or your life's not as good as, or as that, you're failing. Failure is a part of life. That's a part of building character and growing. Without failure, who would you be? I wouldn't be up here today if I had fallen thousands of times, made mistakes. We're all humans, and we all have weaknesses. And I'm sorry if I stumbled just reading the quote, but I think... I mean, that goes back to a ton of things we've already said, dude. You know, it's like, for him to handle, he just won the fucking Super Bowl. Right. As a backup QB, as a guy that nobody thought in their wildest minds when Carson Wentz went down, everybody said, oh, you know. Eagles Eagles probably aren't winning. Eagles are screwed. Mm -hmm. Carson Wentz just went down. Eagles are screwed. Screwed. For him to say, for him to come out and say things like that, and he's absolutely right with Twitter, Instagram, with social media in general. It's all a highlight reel these days. It's, I mean, right. he nailed it 100% there. It's, um, you know, social media is meant to show you the good things, I guess, in sports world. Um, but, I mean, everybody, you know, you hear it all the time. You got to get up to, you, you got to get knocked back down. Or you got to get knocked down to get back up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he basically touches, touches that, you know, all with the quote. So... Well, I like when he goes on to say, a little bit later, he says, I think when you look at struggle in your life, just know that that's an opportunity for your character to grow. And that's really the message. And that's really been the message. Simple. Like, if something's going on in your life and you're struggling, embrace it because you're growing. And I think that's huge, too. I think a lot of people sometimes, I know I do this myself. Mm -hmm. When things get uncomfortable, I stop doing whatever that thing is. Mm -hmm. And so I stop growing, kind of a deal. Yeah. You know, so like if you know something gets difficult, something gets uneasy, something, I'm like, Mm-mm, and I stop trying. So you know, and I, I don't do that in all situations. I'm trying to break that habit. But like, I think that's really good for people to hear. Sometimes, when you are struggling, that means that you are growing. Yeah, that means sure. you're getting to the point where that no longer becomes a struggle. Kind of like working out. I can relate that a lot to like working out. Yeah. As you're trying to move up and reps and weight and all that good stuff, and you're yeah. struggling to get there, and it's been weeks before you get there. Yeah. That's you growing. And you know that's to get stuck in complacency, I guess, where you you go to the gym mm-hmm. just because you're hitting on the gym right now. But you go to the gym, and you know you have a daily routine or whatever. Right. But you don't really see any. Improvements, right? So it's you know that's a struggle in itself. Is yeah. When you when you're consistently going to the gym and you're not seeing any changes, you have to look back and say like, okay, what's going on? Like, right. what am I doing wrong? Right. Or, that know, evaluation. You know, it's like so. Or are you of course eating right? Eating is half the battle with you know trying to get fit. Oh god, yeah, but I am terrible at that. <laughs> Same thing, <here. laughs> The pizza that we had just had from Domino's was delicious, by the way. It in was. case anybody's wondering. It was. <laughs> If in case you're wondering what Double A's podcast eats before they uh, before they start going, Anything. go ahead, Domino's. Hit us up with the sponsorship, please. Yep. Yeah. Um, please, Domino's. But yeah, just to, just to quickly wrap this up, I mean, I think both guys basically showed their character um, in full with these with the way they handled both situations. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you have a guy that won it and basically said, you know, I'm grateful. Yeah. He's grateful, but I'm not Superman. I'm not perfect. Um, he, he just won the Super Bowl, but he's still got daily struggles that he deals with. He's still got things that 
you know, that he's dealing with every day. And it's, it's almost, it almost makes you think like, dude, at the end, it almost well, reminds you at the end of the, at the end of the day, it's just a game, dude. You mm-hmm. still have life. You know, you still have life that you have to deal with every day. So it's their, it, yes, it is their job, but they still have a life that they have to live. So, right. Um, and I think he even said that he was talking about his family in there as well, kind of about how, uh, how that's where, you know, when he's struggling, his faith comes into play, and a lot yeah. of it, you know, he puts yeah. it into his family. And yeah. So, but yeah, again, extraordinarily super, extraordinarily well-minded gentleman, um, handled themselves extraordinarily well in both situations, and I think there's a lot to learn from both situations. Yeah. Um, it would be very easy to blame others and Tom Brady's side. It'd be very easy to take all the credit and gloat on uh, the fold side, but again, these guys... a hell of a game. Threw for 500 yards. Yeah, no. Still lost the Super Bowl. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the thought, but... No, 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 you're right. I'm just, it's, yeah, I mean, it was an extraordinary game, so... Yeah. Speaking of football... Speaking of football... Uh, one of the things that we want to start doing, because I enjoy this kind of stuff, um, is doing predictions for NFL teams, um, starting with the uh, NFL, or NFC East this time. Um, kind of talk about a little bit about who they just recently picked up each team um, and then how I think that they might do um, overall. So, yeah, we're going to start with the MCs being in Texas. Lots of lots of Cowboys fans. Um, can't fault you, but I will judge you. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Uh, so a couple of key things. A, uh, of course, as most of us know, Jason Witt retired. Uh, we released Des Bryant. Um, those are two of my big ones. We put a franchise tag on uh, Demarcus Lawrence, the defensive end. Um, Were you surprised they let go of uh, Des Bryant? Yeah. Mm, no, not really, unfortunately. Um, he's not as quick as he used to be. He's dropping a lot of balls recently. He wants a lot of money for being maybe a number two receiver or three receiver on some other teams. Mm-hmm. Anywhere he goes, he'll make an impact. I mean, he's an upgrade over a lot of receivers, um, but I think it's just kind of time to maybe – I can understand why they would think that it's time for them to move on. Let me put it that way. That's fair. Um, That's fair to say. I'm not necessarily agreeing with it or disagreeing it disagreeing with it but i i can understand why they might do something like that uh looking at the depth chart again offense is excellent the offensive line is hall of fame worthy in and of themselves uh elliot's back prescott um their wide receiver core is eh, good not great um defense again pretty good um really like crawford really like lawrence um, we'll see how Jones does out there, Smith. Um, I'm really excited to see what the linebacker out of uh, Boise State can do, Vander Elsh. Um, and then Sean Lee is one of my more favorite players in the league in general. That dude is just a bulldog. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick a schedule, let me see here. If I Going through their schedule real quick, their lineup, just to see what I think they might do. Uh, I'm going to give at Carolina a win. I'm going to give them a win versus the Giants at home. I'm going to give them a loss at Seattle. I'm going to give them a win against Detroit, a win against Houston, a loss against Jacksonville, a loss against Washington, um, win against Tennessee. I should be writing all this down <laughs> so I can remember this for later. All right, Dallas. So I have win, win, loss, win, win, loss, loss, uh, win against Tennessee, loss at the Eagles. Rise up Falcons, loss at the Falcons. Um, I'm going to give them a win versus Washington at home. Um, I'm going to give them a win against Seattle, lost against Philly, win against Indianapolis, win against Tampa Bay, and then I'm going to give them a loss against the Giants because usually they split. So I have them ending up in, what is that, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 8. So 9 and Nine and seven this year. Cowboys go nine and seven, in my opinion. This Cowboys year. go nine and seven. Cowboys go nine and seven. Quick run through. Uh, so let's go over the Giants real quick. Uh, recent transactions. They waived a couple of guys. Um, nothing too crazy in there. They signed Will Hernandez out of UTEP, which I really liked. Um, they waived Perkins, which I found kind of interesting. Um, let's see what else. Anything? They signed Nate Soldier, which I really like, or Soldier, which I really like, the tackle. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's a few other things that they've done, but it'll be interesting. Uh, offensively, how I... Do you, how do you, 
yeah, offensively. How do you think Saquon Barkley is going to do out of Penn State? Do you think he'll? I think he'll make an impact on the game year one. Yeah. I think he'll do well year one. I think that. You think he's like a? You think he's a? Um, what's his name? Guy from the Cowboys. Elliot? There you go. You think he's an Elliot-type guy? Uh, Makes an immediate impact? Not in run style, but in impact, okay. I think. As Elliot's much more of a downhill runner, Barkley is really athletic mm-hmm. and can catch out of the backfield really well. But the thing that's really going to help Elliot, or excuse me, Elliot, Barkley, is that the wide receiver core, you have to respect them. You don't get to not watch out for Odell Beckham Jr. You don't get to not watch out for Shepard. You don't get to not watch out for Marshall. Um so it's one of those things where he'll do well just because other teams have to respect the wide receiving core. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, now, hopefully, like I said, hopefully he has a good year. I'd like for him to have a good year, but we'll see. Um, and then the defense for the Giants is actually really good. Eli Apple is really good out there. I really like watching him play. Um, they have a pretty good linebacking core. Their safeties are strong. Um, so I think they'll do pretty well as well. Um as far as their schedule goes, let's see here. So they have um, uh, week one, they have Jacksonville. So let's see. So this is New York Giants. Okay, so I'm going loss, loss, win, win, loss, loss, loss. Loss. Wow, dude. Yeah. I don't see. I don't have any faith in the Giants, which is my problem. They have too many injuries all the time. Their yeah. coaching is kind of meh. Not that they don't have good coaches, but I'm just like, eh. Eli's on the back end of his career. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give them a win at Dallas in the last week. I'm gonna give them a win at Indianapolis the week before that. I'm gonna give them a win at ten or at Tennessee week before that. Loss at Washington. They're not at Tennessee. They're, they're no. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So nine is their bye week. San Fran. I'm going to give them. So at San Fran. I'm going to give them a win at San Francisco. I'm going to give them a win at Tampa Bay. Loss at Philly. Win at Chicago. One, two, three, four. Okay, so. Again, I think they're a little bit of a rebuild year. Hopefully they do better than I want them to. But for right now, I have them going 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. So 8 and 8. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. So I have them going 8 and 8. Giants go 8 and 8. And then the Cowboys, what, were 9 and 7? Okay. Um, so now let's go to your defending champion, Eagles. Um, a couple things. I signed Matt Jones. Um, I like that pickup. They release Worley, um, agreed to terms with Richard Rodgers for a tight end. I like Paul Wilrow as a linebacker. Um, so, yeah, nothing too crazy there. Um, their offense still looks really good. Alshon Jeffries, Ertz, Wallace, Wentz, Folds, either one of those guys. Um, they have a pretty good running back in Ajayi. Line looks really good. Um, defense is solid. We saw that last year. Jenkins up there, um, Graham and Curry, uh, Jones, Mills, all that good stuff. So they're looking pretty good. Um, so for the Eagles, let's see. I have them beating Atlanta game one. I have them beating Tampa. I have them beating Indianapolis. I have them beating Tennessee. I have them losing to Minnesota, beating the Giants. I'm going to say that they... Uh, let's see. So they beat the Giants. I'm going to give them a loss at Carolina for some reason. I just feel like Carolina is a pretty good team. And especially at that week, they're going to kind of be rolling a little bit. Um, I'm going to give them a loss at Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville's defense is really, really tough, especially at Jacksonville. Uh, I'm going to give them a win against Dallas, a win against NOLA. Let's go win against New York, loss against the Redskins. I'm going to go loss against... The Eagles, I think. Hold on. Or against Dallas. Oh, no. I'm going to give them a win. I lied. I'm, I had them winning that game. Win against them. Uh, I'm going to give them a loss at Los Angeles, however. A win against Houston. And then maybe another win against 
Washington. So I have them going 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11, and so it should be 5. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Yeah, so I have them going 11 and 5. Not bad. And then last not but not least, um, I have the Washington Redskins coming up here. <clears throat> um, I think that a lot of their transactions are going to be pretty interesting. Um, they signed Diggs, um, signed Dunn, Kidsley. Um, they just signed a guy from the Falcons not too long ago who's actually hurt now, which all the Falcons fans think is kind of funny. Uh, signed Orlando Skandrick, um, used to play for Cowboys. Um, so they're going to be pretty interesting. Depth chart looks pretty good. Alex Smith at the helm. Um, pretty good receivers. I like Crowder. Lions pretty good. Defense is solid. I really like their defense. They have Allen, Hood, McGee up front. Um, <clears throat> Josh Norman, of course, and then Skandrick out there. Um, Foster is a linebacker. Like I think they're going to have a pretty good defense this year. So as far as their schedule goes, um, <clears throat> I have them winning against Arizona. I'm going to have them winning against Indianapolis. Indianapolis doesn't win very many games for me this year, in case you can't tell. I'm going to have them loss at Green Bay. Uh, I'm going to give them a loss at NOLA. I'm going to give them a loss at New Orleans. Uh, I'm going to give them a win against the Cowboys, however. Six, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. So win against the Cowboys, that one. Um... I'm going to give them a win against the Giants. I'm going to give them a loss against the Falcons. Win against Tampa. Win against Houston. What is that? So they're at 12. I'm going to give them a loss against Dallas at Dallas. A loss as a motherfucker against Philly at Philly. Um... I'm going to give them a win against the Giants, loss against Jacksonville, win against Tennessee, loss against the Philadelphia Eagles. So they're going 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. So they're going 8 and 8, too. So, yeah, Cowboys 9 and 7, Giants 8 and 8, Eagles 11 and 5, Washington 8 and 8. I feel like that's pretty close, too. I feel like all those teams were pretty much that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Going into last season. But. So very way too early, uh, way too early Super Bowl prediction. But who's in the Super Bowl and who wins it? I got no. I'm gonna have to look at some more stuff and look see at, how everything's okay. going. Okay. Yeah, we'll save that for next episode. Yeah, or maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll see maybe. about all that. That's what I have for this one at least. So okay, that's fair. We'll all see right. how all that goes. It's all a matter of opinion, I guess. Yeah. Much like the next piece here. Oh man, this next piece. I know it. <laughs> so moving on here. This is one of the widely very popular debates in all of sports right now. Probably well not in all of sports, but NBA mostly. But really all of sports. Um, the whole MJ versus LeBron thing and who is better, who's the best player in the world. And um, so we wanted to Really just, yeah, it's an opinion piece. So we really just wanted to voice our opinions. My whole thought process with this is, so, um, and really quickly before we get into it, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, for anyone who um, just has been living in Iraq, <laughs> but uh, so ESPN recently partnered with Netflix and announced that they will be telling uh, a basic, they're going to be, putting out a 10-piece kind of a, a documentary as far as, like, MJ versus LeBron kind of deal. And it's supposed to come out, I believe it is uh, 2019 sometime. Looking it up right now. Give me a second here. Um, yeah, it's going to debut in 2019. doesn't give a month. But, um, so, we're going to touch on this in a future episode as well. We're going to touch on this probably much, much more. But my whole thing right now is I don't like hearing the comparisons because it's two different eras and it's two different styles of play in the NBA. The NBA now is not what it was back when MJ, back when Michael Jordan was playing. That's in my personal opinion, which I'm sure a lot of people would agree. Yeah, I agree. But it's not the same game. 
No. And I love when I hear analysts say it's not fair to compare because it's two different dudes playing in two different styles of games, styles of play. MJ's game was a lot more tougher. Not his actual game game, but his, not his actual style, man, but back in MJ's day, it was very, it was a lot more, is, is it fair to say it was a lot tougher? Like, it's a lot more physical? I would say in some aspects, yeah, probably. Okay. And I don't know, I mean, I don't know, I can't say a whole lot because I didn't, I didn't grow up watching MJ, but it's two different eras. That's the biggest thing for me. You cannot compare because they're not, you know... It's two different eras. I And I will completely admit, so... Okay, well, how about this? Even beyond the fact that it's two different eras, right? Yeah. That's comparing the team around you. That's comparing the guys around him. One-on-one, who's better? Wow. Yeah, because you're saying, you're saying the, the yeah. game is different. Well, yeah. But yeah. the individual skill is not. MJ, or sorry, LeBron is bigger, in my opinion. Yes, Obviously. I think he's a bigger force than MJ is. Yes, bigger, much bigger. Better score? Oh, man. Right? I, see, the, here's the problem, because I don't, like, I vaguely remember watching MJ play. Right. But when you see highlights and when you see videos... Dude, MJ could score the ball, dude. And, yeah. And LeBron likes to think of himself, well, I can't say he likes to think of himself, but LeBron has said, hasn't he not said, like, he often, and he gets crap because he defers. He likes to be, you know, he likes passing and deferring to his teammates. If he can. If he can. He can go off, though, when he wants to. I was about to. to say, he can also change the face of a game. He can go but... off when he wants to, yes. Right. Man. Thanks for throwing the curveball at me. You're welcome. <laughs> I just don't like, dude. Okay, the reason I ha- the reason I I hate giving it to LeBron is because I fully admit that when he came in when he came into the league, it bothered me how much attention and how much uh, praise he was getting. I guess you'd say mm-hmm. as he was like the chosen one, as he was like God's gift to basketball. That just bothered me. It rubbed me the wrong way. Because especially when the whole thing came of him going to Miami, when he was when he first became a free agent and mm-hmm. when he was going to Miami, right. ESPN gave him a fucking hour special just to fucking say ten like what was gonna take ten seconds to say. This it bothers it bothered me. Now to this day, I'm slowly slowly gaining more and more respect for him, more respect for him because of the type of guy that he's showing that he is. Mm-hmm. And because he's obviously talented, you oh, can't—you well, yeah. know—you can't take away. Yeah, can't argue that. But it was—I just—I I admit that it's—it's it's very, very hard for me to admit the fact that LeBron is a very, very good basketball player with a very, very good mind. As we were talking about the other night when we went out for drinks, you're saying he. Sure, even your lady was saying it. Yeah, we were—we were thinking, could he coach one day? And I—I I don't see him coaching. But you do see him coaching. I could see him being successful if that's what he decided that he wanted to do. Yeah, which I don't think he will decide to do. I just I just don't see him coaching, but that's just me. Okay, but, but back to my original question. Correct. One-on-one, MJ LeBron, to 21. To 21? Who takes it? I'm gonna get tons of shit for this. I'm Probably doesn't some... matter. You're gonna get shit either way. Doesn't I'm gonna matter. Get shit either way. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna get shit either yeah. Way. <laughs> this is why this is a fun question. Just because LeBron is bigger, I have to give it to LeBron. I think he can. Well, Nate Robinson's a little old dude, and he scored all over, folks. That's true. Size That's true. doesn't necessarily That's matter. True. Size plays a factor, but That's it's not. Man, I and I'm to... not trying to sway you no, in any yeah, kind yeah, of I, way. I I'm just saying. I know. <laughs> It just kills me to admit it. I like, know. It really, like, it really kills me. That's why I'm, like, me. poking it. I'm trying <laughs> to prod it out of you. Yeah, dude. I have to give it to LeBron, though. I mean, I do. I me do. too. I do. I think LeBron is a better defender than Jordan. Not that Jordan wasn't an amazing defender. Yeah. I, I think, though, LeBron has maybe more tools. Yeah. And I think his physical stature helps him a lot. Yeah. One-on-one, I pick LeBron over Mike. 
team versus team is different. Team versus team is different. But one on one, if you want to talk about who's 21. better, yeah, I have to pick LeBron. And I respect both of these guys. I, I mean, I have my issues a little bit with both of them, but I have to respect these guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's the big, well, it's not a big thing for me, but it's why it kills me so much. Because like I, like I just said, like it, I, I had a hard time finding respect for this guy when he first came into the league just because of all the bullshit. But he's also like, Coming out of high school doing this? Yes, correct. You gotta imagine yes. that too. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You're like 17, 18, 19, being the best player. And it also doesn't help a Spurs fan, so it's like I, you know. Yeah, that's fair. You know, but it doesn't hurt me. That doesn't help at all. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I mean, you know, you this guy's coming in and taking over the league, and you know, everyone's calling him the king, right? And all other bullshit. And has he not been though? The yes. entire time that he's been playing? See, it would have irritated me if they had come in proclaiming that he's the king, giving him all sorts of leeway, and then he started to suck ass. Yeah. Then I would be like, fuck out of here with that. <laughs> but because he came in, he's lived up to the expectation. Well, okay. He'll never be able to live up to expectations because he's chasing a ghost. Yeah. He's chasing the ghost of Mike. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That doesn't... Yeah. You can't catch that, unfortunately. Yeah. But he came in. He won. He's been winning. He does what he needs to do. He's living up to all these expectations. And people give him shit for it. He's been to, like, how many finals in a row? And we're still like, he's not that good. Six or seven? Like, are you fucking kidding me? This might be the first year he doesn't make a finals. Yeah. And I would almost rather him not make it to the finals so that he doesn't lose in another final. I'd almost rather, too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. And then go somewhere else. Part and- of it's just, and this is just the occasional fan in me speaking, but part of it's just because I want to see someone else other than LeBron in the fucking finals. That's just me, though. I, mean, eh, I don't. He makes it interesting. I mean... Because who... Like, okay. On most every team, there is a superstar. Yes. And most superstars make the game interesting. Yes. Who is one superstar who gets more attention than LeBron James? He's retired. They're always hired. Curry, fantastic. Can you do anything other than shoot threes? <laughs> yeah. He can, he can, but he, can. he shoots threes. And that's like, fun and exciting to watch. Yeah. But that doesn't always take the cake. Yeah. James Harden, fun to watch. It's not little, as big as LeBron. step back yeah. that he fucking does. Not as big as LeBron. No. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, KD. Yeah. Nobody even cares about KD. You know what I'm saying? Little snake yeah, ass little. That's a whole other. That's, that's a whole other can of worms yeah. right there. Seriously though, I like him because he went to UT. Been following him for a, a while now. Yeah. Liked him when he went to the Supersonics. Yeah. Traitor ass little bitch. We can we can touch on that later. Yeah. Anyway. But okay, so back to our original point. The thing that I I I, I like about both of them is that they've both pretty savvy businessmen. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Um. And they get paid outside of the sport. Yeah. So it's amazing. They get the most money inside of the sport. But then they also get a whole lot of money outside of the sport, which is kind of why I'm... I don't think LeBron might coach. I think he might go be a businessman, which he deserves to do. He's played the game. He's changed the culture. He's changed the way the game is played. Mm-hmm. Now go change the basketball culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Start inspiring, doing other things, being more of a philanthropist, less of a idol figure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but then talking about uh, <laughs> talking about salaries here. Topic uh, topic number four that we have is uh, salaries for pro athletes. Very nice transition, sir. Thank That's you. That's why I have you here. Uh, thank you. I've been working <laughs> on it. I've been working on so, it. So, getting into this, do professional athletes get paid too much? Or are we questioning that? I mean, a little bit. Yeah. I think a little bit because it's they're getting paid to play a game to entertain the masses. What good are sports... But really, what what good are sports outside of entertainment? Now, granted, it makes a living for the guys who are playing the sport. Um, it can change, you know, uh, you can make a lot of money, give back to the communities, you can do good works with it, you know what I'm saying? You can encourage kids to play more. But really, like really, really, mm-hmm. it's just for entertainment. It's something for us to focus on outside of everything else because we enjoy sports. We enjoy the competitive nature. We enjoy seeing winning and losing. We enjoy the emotion. We enjoy... It's um, a stress reliever. 
It is. It is. Uh, so I was watching this documentary a while back, and it was in England about. Brits apparently not being super great at expressing emotion, and so a lot of times people will ex- use soccer teams to kind of as kind of as outlets for mm-hmm. how they feel. Mm-hmm. They cry extraordinarily hard at even the slightest hint of a loss, or they are way too excited when a team wins, even if it's the shittiest team and the shittiest league. And you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's their outlet. We use that much like we use baseball, football, soccer, hockey. All of those things You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I don't see the value in sports Outside of entertainment Now albeit entertainment in today's culture Is extraordinarily important There are so many negative things that are going on um, In the world That it's nice to have something to focus on Outside of that That's again why I'm super excited for um, The World Cup to come up Because again it's a thing that the entire world Likes to focus on for a little while And so we can kind of get away from all the shittiness But still like It <sighs> And that's why I I like to at least ponder the idea that these guys might be getting paid too much. And to some people too much, to some people too little, right? So on average, right, just looking at averages, in the MLS you're looking at about 308K, 309K per player. Mm -hmm. What are the rest of those? Uh, So for MLB, the average is 4.52 million. Okay. NFL is 2.6. And NBA is 6.2. Okay. See, that's pretty good. Yeah. See, but here's one of the things that I wanted to look at, too. The 25 highest paid athletes in the world. So those were all averages, right? Yeah. I want to look at the highest paid players and how much they're making. Okay. Just for shits and kicks. Just because. Number one, as a lot of people could have guessed, Lionel Messi. Or no, excuse me, Cristiano Ronaldo is making 93 million a year. Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah. He's making $58 million in salary and bonuses and another $35 million in endorsements. Fucking shit. Yeah. $35 million in endorsements? Just in endorsements. Just in endorsements. Just in endorsements. What's his actual salary? Uh, it says 90, or it's $58 million. Fifty-eight million salary yeah. and bonuses. Dude, go try to spend your $38 million. You're going to get it right back with your fucking salary. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like LeBron James, salary and bonus thirty one point two million. He makes fifty five million in endorsements. Like I was saying earlier, excellent businessman. Yeah. He makes money on money on money. Lionel Messi, number three. He wouldn't even notice, eighty million. He wouldn't even notice a thousand dollars is missing. No, he could pay my rent for a year and wouldn't even blink an eye. Nah, asshole. <laughs> Lionel Messi makes fifty three million a year, twenty seven million endorsements. Roger Federer makes sixty four million a year. <coughs> Prize money is only six million, but he makes fifty-eight million in endorsements. Kevin Durant, trader ass bitch ass snake ass ho ass ho, makes sixty point six million. Twenty-six point six million in endorsements, thirty-four million or no, excuse me, thirty-four million in endorsements, twenty-six point six in ba- uh, salary. McElroy, Andrew Luck are both tied for fifty million. Um, Andrew Luck though only makes three million in endorsements because he's an ugly son bitch. Uh, Steph Curry makes 47.335 million in endorsements. Harden makes 46.6. Splits those pretty evenly. 26.6 in salary, 20 in endorsements. Lewis Hamilton, 38 million in uh, salary, 8 million endorsements. Like, the list goes on. Okay, so the lowest top 25 paid player is Gareth Bale, who makes 34 million. He makes 23 million in salary and bonuses, and then 11. And uh, endorsements. McGregor makes the same amount. Usain Bolt's up there. Derrick Rose is up there. Jordan Spieth is up there. Hook 'em horns. Yes, sir. Um, Conor McGregor. Yeah, Conor McGregor. At least when this was published, which was in 2017, um, McGregor was making 34 mil, 27 mil in uh, bonuses and purses, and then seven mil in endorsements. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And again, and here's the even crazier thing to me. I want to look this up too, just to 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 kind of show something real quick. So, dude, my life has changed forever. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Give me fifty million, and I'm going to school or something. Okay. So, here's another thing that I wanted to point out. Open up a school, bro. Yeah, seriously though. Okay. So, NBA average salary was six point two mil. The highest paid is LeBron, making thirty one. He's making almost like. Four times that. MLB salary 4.4 mil. Highest 
is Clayton Kershaw with 32 mil. Salary? Yeah. What's endorsements? Is it doesn't say. No. This is just uh, the highest paid player and then the average salary. Gotcha. So this was 2016. 4.4 mil was the average. He made 32. So he's almost making eight times, making at least seven times the average player. NHL, although I don't know much about it, 14 mil is the highest paid player. The average salary was 2.9. NFL, Drew Brees in 2016 was taken away 31.25 mil when the average was 2.1. Average salary for MLS isn't even a million. It's not even half a million. It's 308K. And the most high played player was Kaka, making seven point two million. Like he's making, an, uh, like, bleh, bleh, <laughs> like it makes me want to like how. And what do again, you do with the money, dude? <laughs> spend it on nice cars and nice houses and tons of blow. I don't know. Like <laughs> your grandchildren are set for life if you take yeah. care of it. Dude, your whole family, like forever, is like set for life. You know, friends asking for handouts. Like they do, I imagine. I don't know. I don't have enough money for anybody to ask me for a handout, but. (laughs) That's insane. Like they make an extraordinary amount of money for playing a game really well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, I would love to get paid that much money to play a game. I am not hating the fact that they get paid that much money to play a game, but. Think about if there were, like, a cap for how much individual players could get played, how much the game would change. Who would go where? Why would you go there? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What could you do with that money? Yeah. And granted, a lot of these guys get paid like they do because they bring in money to the owners. Hey, you're really, really good. Come play for us. Let's win. People like people who win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I get it. But on some level, I think they get paid entirely too much for – Looking at what they do kind of objectively. Correct. Yeah, I'm saying I absolutely agree. So anyway, talking about people who get paid way too much for playing a game. Another excellent segue, by the way. Um, well, at least he's getting paid too much now. But anyway, so we're talking about Robinson Cano. Robinson Cano. Roided up Robbie. Roided up Robbie. So Robinson Cano gets paid a base of I think twenty four million in twenty eighteen to play the game, and I think so he's going to get that for a while. Um, I think he was making maybe no, yeah, I think he's been making twenty four mil for a few years since at least twenty fourteen, right? Just came out that he has been suspended for eighty games um, for testing positive for substances that mask human growth hormones, I guess, yeah. whatever. So I have the article here. Okay. I have an article here that says um, of what he was taking or what he was given. Let me try to find it real quick. Yeah. I probably should have had this ready to go. Well, my big thing, the, the thing that is that almost trips me up even more, though, even though he got... Te- did, you, did you find it? Yeah. What is it? It's, uh, so it's, it's a substance called furosemide. F-U-R... O-S-E-M-I-D-E, which is not a performance-enhancing substance. Uh, So the statement, I'll read the statement here. Recently I learned that I tested positive for a substance called that. Which is not a performance-enhancing substance. Uh, Furosemide is used to treat various medical conditions in the United States and Dominican Republic. This substance was given to me by a licensed doctor in the Dominican Republic to treat a medical ailment which mm-hmm. I did not realize at the time, but I was given a medication that was banned. I obviously now wish I, that I had been more careful. Um, continues on the statement, says, For more than 15 years, playing professional baseball has been the greatest honor of my life. I would never do anything to cheat the rules of the game that I love, and after undergoing dozens of drug tests over more than a decade, I have never tested positive for a performance-enhancing substance for the simple reason that I have never taken one. Today I decided to accept MLB's suspension. This was the most difficult decision. This, yeah, this was the most difficult decision I have ever had to make in my life, or I have ever made in my life. But ultimately, the right decision, given that I do not dispute that I was given this substance. I apologize to my family, friends, fans, teammates, and the Mariners organization. I'm extremely grateful for the support that I have received during this process, and I look forward to rejoining my teammates later this season. But here's the thing that trips me up, though. I want that to be true, but when former teammates are saying in public 
they're not surprised that you're getting popped for something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can say, like, and I, like I said, I want to believe it. I hope that's true. I genuinely hope that's true. He's been, he's made baseball exciting. <sighs> but you're, it's like half and half. Like, you're not doing well enough in the clubhouses, like, that your former teammates are like, no, he's never done that. They're like, yeah, probably. probably. I don't know, shit. I'm not surprised. Right? That, that's kind of shitty. Yeah. Okay, but here's one thing that I really want to talk about when it comes to this. There's a reason why I bring this up. I am almost of the mindset that PEDs should just be legal. Because think about it. At the beginning of baseball, the people who did really well are doing the things that they're doing now. In a different way. Mm -hmm. The reason it was so exciting is because very few guys did it. Mm -hmm. That's why it was so great. Then come along, especially in the 1990s, there was a huge academic of PEDs, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, you know, big names. The reason people like baseball are all on PEDs. Mm -hmm. If you just leveled the playing field and made it legal, I don't see why there would be a problem. Now, it changes the game. I will say that. But it almost might cure MLB's issue with the fact that they either take too long or games are boring. They're not getting audience attendance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People like home runs, and if every other player is hitting a home run, it loses its specialty. But it doesn't mean that the entire game will change so much that it'll yeah. be wrong. You know what I'm saying? Mark McGuire still hit singles. Sammy Sosa still hit doubles. Everybody still hits. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just alters the way the game is played. It makes it even, and it might even make it more exciting for a lot of people who don't like baseball that much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I have a somewhat, not different opinion, but, I mean, I almost have to agree with you because I, I have been under the mindset that I truly think, and I'm not even just BSing here, but... Half the players in the league, in my opinion, Probably are taking, taking them anyway. There's yeah. a good chance more than the average number of players that you think are taking PEDs are actually taking PEDs. I would agree with that. Because and I'm sorry for the long pause. <laughs> it goes back to like look at the size of guys when they first got into the league mm-hmm. versus when they're at now. Right. Miguel Cabrera, great example. A-Rod. He's a big dude. Right. Back when he was first in the league with the with the Marlins. He's skinny little shit. Very small little dude. Yeah. There you go. Barry Bonds, excellent example and I know of that. Weight, you know, I know there's a weight room argument and all that. Get in the weight room, get your, you know, right. get your gains up, whatever. Right. But gains, it's really bro. all the weight room, you know? Right. That's my argument there is... Yeah. So I, look at the physical statures of these guys coming yeah. in and where they are now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's Like I said, if everybody did it, I don't think it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I if, mean. And again, it could make the game more exciting, which has been something that the MLB has been working on forever. Shortening games, pitch clocks, mound visits, make it shorter so that people can pay attention longer. Yeah. You know? And I mean, let me bring this up to you, too, as well. So, now that you say, as you bring, as you as you say, like, should we just make PEDs legal? Mm-hmm. It's up to the individual who's doing it. Yeah, great point. So. Great point. It's their body. Yeah. So, should you really care what they're doing to their body while they're just playing for your organization or playing for your league? Right. Is that a good argument? Uh, It depends on who you ask. (laughs) There's large, large arguments with the very, very same question politically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of what should you and shouldn't you be allowed to do kind of a thing. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, being from Colorado, people like to ask, you know, is it better that weed's legal up there and all this kind of stuff? And I'm like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You can do it here. You can do it anywhere. The only difference is that I'm not going to go to jail up there for smoking a J to go to sleep at night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the thing, dude. Like, 
That's a great example. And even then, like, did you, I think it was port, and not that I want to get on some huge drug tangent, but if, if you want to talk about making everything legal to minimize it, yeah. I think it was Portugal. Portugal legalized every drug. Every drug that you can think of is legal. I, again, I think it's Portugal. I could be wrong. No I'm, shit. I'm thinking off the top of my head here. I think it's Portugal, though. But yeah, every drug is legal. And they have, like, the lowest rate of drug use in the world in Portugal. Because nobody gives a shit. Half the people reason do drugs is because it's exciting. It's dangerous. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's fun to do it because it's, it's kind of like, oh, I shouldn't be doing it. You know what I'm saying? Let me look this up real quick while you're... Yeah, I think it's Portugal at least. But yeah, I think... And then they said they had one of the lowest drug... I think it... Oh, it might be somewhere in South America. I don't know. But anyway, so if you make it legal shit, not everybody might even be using it in the first place. You know what I'm saying? And again, if you can do all the things that you're doing and be great without using it, I think that only furthers your legacy as opposed to, like, hiding that you did steroids. You know what I'm saying? Like, how does Sammy Sosa's or Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire sleep at night knowing that they're the greatest only because they took something that they weren't supposed to? That's another good argument. You know what I'm saying? If everybody could or couldn't, then it doesn't really matter. It's however your conscience decides to do it. If you yeah, decide you want to use Portugal. it, then great. Sorry. Yeah, it was, it was Portugal. It was Portugal? It was Portugal. And I remember seeing something about this on the news, too, or I don't know where I saw it. but So Portugal decriminalized drugs 14 years ago, and now hardly anyone dies from overdosing. Yeah. Education, understanding, clinics, like not making it fun to do by making it illegal. Like, it's yeah. a big deal. No, granted, though, that is different, way different from PEDs. Correct. That we're talking about. Correct. But the question of making it legal and yeah. would you use it is yeah. Yeah. similar, you know. Yeah. So. But again, I think, like you said, it's to each their own. If yeah. it's legal, you can decide to use it. You could decide to not to. I don't give a shit what you do. Yeah. As long as you produce. That's the only. That's the only reason why I bring up that argument too, and why why I ask you that because is. There's the argument, too, that it taints the game. Has right. tainted the game. But it's only tainted it because it's illegal. That's also true. That's also... <laughs> Man, that's a whole other, you know? Yeah. It's a it's a great discussion. Yeah. yeah. Robbie, second base, playing... Uh... It's a shame, too, because I like Robbie. Man. Yeah. And As a just... matter of fact, in our next segment, we we're talking about the top five at second base, top and four. he was in my top five. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Son so of a he's bitch. in my, two, my top five too, so now he can't be. All right, I took him out. Yeah, so. Who do you have in top five? Top five Altuve, uh, Daniel Murphy, Brian Dozier, and Dustin Prejoria. And now I have to give Cano spot to. Um, the brave second baseman. Azu? No. What's his name? No, I gotta go Javi Baez. Javi Baez? I gotta go Javi Baez right now. Just off the top of my head, I gotta go Javi Baez. Altuve was saying that the second baseman for. Um, the Atlanta Braves, though, is better at 21 than he was at at, uh, at wow. 28. Yeah, he was That's giving mad props. Alibis, how do you say it? Um, Ozzy Albies. Albies. He's batting at 282, 13 homers, 33 RBIs. Um, last seven days, he's batting at 391. <laughs> Dude's a monster. He's 5'9", 165 out of uh, Netherlands. That's kind of cool, Netherlands. Wow. Um, oh, no, Curacao, excuse me. Curious, curious how. Um, I like that can't be right. Um, yeah, that, I mean that's a pretty good little lineup. Mine's virtually the same. I have uh, Altuve, Baez, Murphy, Dozer, Lemayu, um, and then the brave second baseman is my uh, yeah. as my honorable mention. How fucking about the Bra- and the Phillies too? Dude, yeah, young talent, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, we'll get into that in another in another episode. Yeah. But, um, I was going to say, maybe we do that next episode, talk about the rise of the Braves and the Phillies. Yeah, we can do that. That'd be fun. Thing is that they're in the same yeah. division. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get into what you were telling me about uh, uh, off, not even camera, <laughs> off mic here, that uh, was... Uh, off camera. <laughs> off camera. <laughs> off the record. Off the record. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you told me because I we were we were texting because we were so surprised that um, the Phillies are where they are right now mm-hmm. when Arietta went and I texted you jokingly and saying Arietta must have known something we didn't mm-hmm. and you were like why maybe he was the missing piece that they needed right just so, to yeah. win those few extra so, games yeah. 
Well, yeah, we can get into that in another episode. Um, right on, man. Well, that's uh, it's number three. That's number three. Number three. That's number three, senor. Badass, man. Thank good, you guys dude. for listening, by the way. Get Again, get at us. Email, Twitter, Facebook. Call me if you want to. Love you, call me, mean it, bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, thanks. Thank you uh, again for listening to us. Um, hopefully, you're listening to us. It's it's weird to say soon because they're going to be listening to us. At that know, point, as they're yeah. listening to us. But yeah, yeah. listen uh, to us at some point. Listen to us <laughs> whenever some you decide point. to. Yeah, we're excited. We're here. We're waiting for you. But hey, whatever you're doing, thanks. Th- thanks so much for giving us your time again. Thanks so much for giving your your ears. Um, Whatever you're doing, walking the dog, doing dishes, whatever the fuck you're doing. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Yeah. Spending some time with Spending old time A&A. With Spending some time with the boys. Uh, not even on a Saturday. No. <laughs> what is it, like a Monday and Tuesday? It's, it's Monday afternoon, sir. There you go. Oh, man. All right, so thanks again. Uh, hit us up on email. Let us know what you think. Again, doubleasportshow at gmail.com. Double spot out, asportshow at gmail.com. And then we're going to be on all the socials because social media runs the world. Uh, so yes, go find us at Sports Show. And thanks to Simplecast for doing what they do. And uh, that's about all I have. Talk to you guys soon. Yes, sir. Peace.